Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays wherever you may be across this country. Probably not a fantastic Tuesday if you are, however, a Bills fan. It feels sometimes, and I know you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, like the NFL just tries to come up with new ways to end a game. I can't believe my Titans didn't lose a game this way. If you were watching last night, and I hope you listened to Kelly Stewart and me and bet on the game and took uh, the Broncos plus the points. If you were watching last night, though, you saw something that I can't remember ever happening before in the NFL, which is the Broncos missed a potential game-winning field goal, but then there was a flag on the play. And the flag on the play came because the Bills had 12 people on the field. And so the Broncos got to kick again. They made the kick and they won in Buffalo. Dropping Buffalo down to 5-5. Ken Dorsey was fired, the offensive coordinator. They're now elevating Joe Brady. Many of you will remember him as the former coordinator out there uh, for Joe Burrow and that incredible offense on what was the 2019 LSU team but here's what I would be alarmed about if I am a Bills fan Uh, in 2020 the Bills lost the AFC championship game at Kansas City I think a lot of you will uh, will remember that game right in the 2020 year Uh, Then they lost in the divisional round at Kansas City in 2021. And I believe I am correct that that was the game where there was like just a few seconds left and it was the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes incredible duel and both teams went back and forth with scores late. And uh, at the end, it felt like the Chiefs stole that game. The next year, they lost in the divisional round by 17 at home. That was 2022. And then in 2023, where we're sitting right now, they're 5-5 five and five after 10 games, and they've fallen fairly far behind the Miami Dolphins, who they did beat earlier in the year pretty soundly. You're firing your offensive coordinator. You've got 12 people on the field. You have to start to wonder, is the Bills' window beginning to close? And what exactly is going on with Josh Allen, who has a certain Brett Favre to him where he can come out and he can gunsling the ball all over the field and he can look incredible, but also he has so much faith in his arm that he puts the ball in harm's way a decent amount of time and it's not uncommon for there to be substantial numbers of interceptions as a result. So the Bills on... The downward track, I think it's fair to say, relative to what the expectation would have been when, to be fair, I thought it was basically going to be Josh Allen a lot of years going head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes. And if it's not Patrick Mahomes going head-to-head with Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson, whoever the young gunslingers were in the NFL, and that hasn't exactly worked out. By the way, Let's run through, as we typically do on a Tuesday on this program, let's run through all of kind of the big takeaways uh, that are out there. Um, And uh, let's start here. Frankfurt game, I believe the final Europe game of the year. 
Colts beat the Patriots. Patriots right now actually have the worst record in the entire AFC. 15th worst record in the AFC belongs to my Titans. The Patriots are actually worse than the Titans right now. I believe they're 2-8 and eight on the year. And it feels like Bill Belichick should have retired when Tom Brady did. Because if Belichick had retired the year that Brady left and the Patriots had stayed this bad, everybody would still be out there arguing, hey, how much of the Tom Brady Patriots dynasty can we attribute to, uh, to Bill Belichick? Now no one argues it. And, uh, and I think that is uh, certainly because without Brady, I believe now Belichick is 81-96. and 96 in his NFL coaching career. You had the greatest quarterback ever. You couldn't lose for about 20 years. Otherwise, Belichick looks very similar to every other NFL coach that doesn't have a talented, generational, maybe the best ever, probably the best ever quarterback. Uh, And things just keep getting worse. Feels like he's going to get fired by the Patriots now. Uh, Texans, Bengals. C.J. Stroud is your NFL Rookie of the Year I think that might be the case even if C.J. Stroud got hurt and didn't play any more games. That's how impressive he's been. Leads the comeback on the road against the Bengals uh, after throwing an interception that was nearly a pick six to allow the Bengals to get back into contention. Texans would be in the playoffs if the season ended right now. He has been a revelation, far better than Bryce Young. Uh, Anthony Richardson, not really fair to judge him because he got knocked out with the injury. Uh, but if we were redrafting right now, I don't think anybody would be able to argue for anyone other than C.J. Stroud as the number one overall pick. And if you're a Panthers fan, even though there's not a lot of great weapons on the Panthers right now, I think you're looking around saying, wait a minute, the Texans weren't a great team either. Did we draft the wrong guy number one overall? Uh, Steelers. Got the win against the Packers. Steelers are somehow, what are they sitting at? Six and three right now. And none of the games that they've won have been that impressive, but they just keep finding a way to get wins. Packers aren't very good. It's certainly the case that uh, it, it does not appear that you're going to get to go Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and not miss a step. Feels like Jordan Love's tenure is very wobbly at the helm of the Packers. Steelers, I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett, but they're 6-3. and three. Bucks get the win over the Titans. Titans might have the worst offensive line in modern NFL history. They can't keep anybody healthy. They have no left tackle. They have no right tackle. Will Levis has no hope. They can't run the ball. This is, I think, one of the five worst teams in the NFL. And now the question is just going to be, you let Will Levis play out for the entire year, see how good your draft pick is, Honestly, this is why I didn't like drafting Levis because you've got out there right now, uh, uh, you've got uh, May, uh, you've got uh, Caleb Williams, you've got Jaden Daniels. There's a lot of really good talent out there at the quarterback position that, to me, look more impressive in college than Will Levis did. Now, Will Levis, in his first start, looked great through four touchdown passes. Every game since, he's gotten worse. Uh, And part of that is he doesn't have time to throw. But I think also you start to put out tape. And when you put out tape, they start demanding that you make throws that are challenging. And now there's three games of tape on Will Levis. And there isn't this shocking uh, footage. So just keep in mind. Brown's got the win over the Ravens. 
Browns are now 7-3. and three. Really good defense. If Deshaun Watson ever comes around at quarterback, this is a team that could scare people even without Nick Chubb. Ravens gave this game away. Um, and this has been an issue for the Ravens the past couple of years. Get into the fourth quarter. You've got a lead, and you can't quite close out the opponent. Ravens shouldn't have lost this game at home. Uh, they were up a couple of touchdowns, comfortable position. They gave it away. I think the Ravens are really good, but I do think if you're a Ravens fan, you can say, wait a minute, in the fourth quarter, compared to Patrick Mahomes, compared to the Joe Burrows of the world, are we going to be able to close it out as we need to? The answer was not yes with the Browns. 49ers went on the road and obliterated the Jags. Everybody out there saying after the losses from the 49ers, wait a minute, are the 49ers maybe pretenders? They had a bye week. They had the tough loss at Minnesota. Uh, they come back and they completely destroyed what I think is a pretty good Jags team. Jags team is likely to win the AFC South, although if C.J. Stroud keeps to improving, uh, get a little bit nervous there. Uh, but 49ers, dominant win. Uh, congratulations to the 49ers for coming back uh, and dominating. Best story in the NFL. I'm sorry. Best story in the NFL this year is what Josh Dobbs is doing. Not only did he beat the Cowboys as the quarterback of the Cardinals, but he got traded midweek, came in, won last week. Now he's won again. The Vikings are suddenly 6-4. and four. They're not very far back from being able to contend with another really good story so far this year, the Detroit Lions. Josh Dobbs, 23 of 34, uh, 268 yards passing, a touchdown, as well as 44 additional yards rushing and a touchdown. I love this guy. I loved watching him with uh, the University of Tennessee. He's fought as hard as he can, got his first ever career start last year with the Titans. I thought he was pretty good. I thought the Titans should have re-signed him. Goes to Arizona, gets traded uh, after the injury to Kirk Cousins. And I know a lot of Viking fans are super excited about Josh Dobbs and what's coming down uh, the pike there. Cardinals get the win over the Falcons. Getting early, getting late early for Arthur Smith. A lot of Falcons fans starting to turn on him. Uh, Kyler Murray comes back, gets the field goal late. Uh, Falcons just keep losing. Most entertaining game of the weekend. Lions get the win over the Chargers, 41-38. to uh, Dan Campbell, there's going to be some talk about Dan Campbell and the idea of that Texas A&M job. People say, okay, why would Dan Campbell consider A&M? Probably makes three and a half or four million dollars. We don't know because every NFL coaching salary isn't public. I don't think Dan Campbell's salary is public, but that wouldn't shock me if he's making around that dollar figure a year. A&M could pay him eight or nine million dollars a year. I'm not sure he's at the top of the list, but it certainly would not be crazy for him to potentially be in the mix uh, to be uh, considered there. Lions get the win over the Chargers. Cowboys beat the Giants uh, and uh, in dominating dominant fashion. Um, and, uh, and then you get the Seahawks taking down the Commanders and the Raiders beating the Jets. And we've already talked about Broncos, Bills, and what happened there. Uh, before I break down a couple of, uh, of, of stories out there, uh, I want to tell you all about Manscaped. Thanks to the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, you can spice up your Thanksgiving 
as we dive headfirst into mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce, let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season. That's the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra from Manscaped. It's time to go cold turkey on your old razor. Take care of your own turkey leg with the Lawnmower 5.0. Use the code OUTKICK for 20% off and free shipping and enjoy Thanksgiving in style with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra Gobble. Uh, Ultra Gobble Gobble Boys. Again, OutKick, 20% off, free shipping. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code OUTKICK. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Code OUTKICK. Your balls will thank you. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis, and OutKick the show is going to keep right on rolling. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Um, this, is, uh, this story has just come down, and I want to make sure I get it all right. I believe we talked about this earlier in, uh, in the last couple of weeks when this story came out and went viral. And I told you guys, candidly, I've, I've never actually played hockey. I believe I've played virtually every sport under the sun. Not been supremely talented at them all, but I have played them all. Um, and uh, I haven't ever played hockey. I've only been on ice skates a couple of times. Not very good at it. High school, I think, was the last time I was even on, uh, on ice skates. But a man was arrested. Uh, if you saw this viral video, which you may be able to play for you, um, a man, former NFL, NHL player named Adam Johnson, uh, was playing in England, and an opponent of his appears to rush at him raise his skate, and hit him intentionally in the throat. Uh, It's been two weeks since that death on October 28th. Again, uh, this guy, uh, Adam Johnson, playing hockey. Another player rushes at him, raises up his skate, and hits him in the throat. Cuts basically his jugular with that ice skate, and the ice hockey player, Adam Johnson, died right then and there. It's been two weeks since that happened. I shared the video. You can go, maybe we can share that video again, but a ton of you responded as to whether or not you thought this was criminal behavior or not. Uh, Johnson at the time playing for the Nottingham Panthers in the EHIL. Uh, and now there is an investigation that has led to a man named Matt Petgrave, I believe is his name, uh, 31 years old, played for a team called Sheffield. Uh, he has been charged. And here is what the statement uh, was released. Our investigation launched immediately following this tragedy, and we've been carrying out extensive inquiries ever since to piece together the events which led to the loss of Adam in these unprecedented circumstances. 
that's according to a police officer in England. We've been speaking to highly specialized experts in their field to assist in our inquiries and continue to work closely with the Health and Safety Department, which is supporting our ongoing investigation. Uh, again, you watch the video, and uh, there's now talk about everybody wearing these neck guards to keep this from ever actually happening. And again, it's a manslaughter charge. And I would say, I, I don't know, I don't have any kids that are going to play hockey. Uh, maybe I'll have a grandkid someday who plays hockey. Again, I'm, I, I'm very far down the food chain on people who understand exactly whether this looks intentional, whether it should be manslaughter or not. I think everybody should wear the neck guards. If you're running around on the ice with highly uh, sharpened skates, and there is any danger, whether it's intentional or not, that you could be hit in the neck by one of those skates. And by the way, I would think the most likely way this would happen would be if somebody fell on the ice and somebody else, you know, kind of caught them with a skate unintentionally. This looks like, again, I say looks like because I'm not an expert. I've only watched the video. It looks like he's raising his skate to intentionally hit the throat of the other guy or at least hit him in the upper body chest uh, and head area. I don't know if he was exactly aiming for the skate. If he was aiming for the throat intentionally, this is not manslaughter. It's, it's a murder, right? It's a reckless act, which is why probably manslaughter is being uh, applied here. I don't know that the intent was to hit the throat or whether the intent was to hit the face. Uh, but I think it's certainly reckless enough based on the video that I saw, again, without the expertise of playing hockey, to believe uh, that this is uh, certainly worthy of charges being brought. Um, speaking of charges being brought, uh, I am super fired up about this awful story that has happened in my backyard. A, uh, a Belmont University freshman a girl by the name of Jillian Ludwig was killed in a park in Nashville. She was shot by, and I'm reading from Bobby Barak's article at OutKick. Um, this story you probably, you may not have heard of if you're not from Nashville. There's an 18-year-old freshman at Belmont University in Nashville. She was in a park, I believe jogging or walking. I don't know that they've exactly determined what she was doing. Weather was good. She was just out in a park. She was shot and killed by a man named Shaquille Taylor who was firing bullets at cars that passed him by. This was a stray bullet. It does not appear that he was intentionally aiming at her. But Shaquille Taylor is a career criminal. He was charged with aggravated assault last spring after he shot into a vehicle with kids inside. The DA said three doctors deemed him mentally incompetent to stand trial. So the DA decided it couldn't prosecute him. They then released him back into the general population of the United States, a.k.a. Nashville. And they didn't put him in a mental institution. They set him free. And then he killed this 18-year-old. Uh, and Matt Ludwig said, uh, we're frustrated by this loophole that allowed it to happen. Um, he shouldn't have been out at the street. He was asked if he's more angry at the man or the system. He said, our anger is with the system that allowed this to happen. Uh, Jillian's mother, her name is Jessica. 
said, if we can make a positive change so her death is not in vain, that's what we aim to do. We want Jillian Ludwig to be a household name for something other than the event that took her life. Um, this is a failure. And let me be clear. Every single person that was involved with putting this guy back out onto the streets when everybody knew he was a violent felon and that there was going to be another victim, they should all lose their jobs. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't know how many of these DAs sleep at night. I did criminal law. I have represented criminal defendants. I understand the job. I've done it. The DA is supposed to be putting violent criminals in prison. Instead, the Soros-backed DAs all over the country have decided that the American criminal justice system is racist and so they don't want to put violent predators behind bars. I don't care what race you are. If you are a violent predator, the system is not racist if it's putting you behind bars. And we need to protect white, black, Asian, Hispanic people, young, innocent victims from having their lives taken by people that we know are violent predators that had no business being on the streets in the first place. For the most part, someone doesn't engage in violent attacks in murder as the very first criminal act of their life. There's usually a progression. Back in 1994, Bill Clinton and Democrats were smart enough to enact the three strikes and you're out law which put people behind bars for life when they were guilty of three felonies. we got to bring back that era. Being concerned that you are too tough on violent criminals is a luxury of a low-crime environment. We do not live in a low-crime environment in this country right now. we got to lock these guys up, and they're almost all guys, and we got to throw away the key. And we got to stop allowing this to be happening all over the country. This just happened to get my attention because it's happening legitimately in my backyard where I live. Everybody who is not enforcing the law should lose their jobs. I don't know how these DAs sleep at night. I honestly don't. If I had been involved in any way in putting this guy back out on the streets and then he killed this young freshman in college who was just out enjoying the weather in a park... I would not be able to get out of bed. I would be so sick. I want all these people fired. I don't want them out at all anymore being able to uh, perpetrate uh, their awfulness and their lack of protection for my city, for my state, but also for my nation because this is happening all over the country. I don't know how many of you saw this story, but the Marvels, which I think is the new uh, movie that is out. I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, but it is tanking on an epic level, the likes of which no Marvel movie ever has before. It only made $47 million. And I think this is important. Indiana Jones movie tanked. Uh, the latest Pixar movie tanked. Star Wars, they basically have had to stop releasing the Star Wars movies because they're not making the money they need to make. And now the Marvel movies too. This is what happens when you go all in on a woke agenda 
and give up on just telling stories and instead focus on the cosmetic diversity of the people in the stories and behind the camera. Uh, this movie was awful. Uh, they, they decided they needed a black female director. They had three lead women in the superhero movie. And when you are using cosmetic diversity as your rallying cry, as opposed to the quality of a story, this is what you end up with. And it's now more than a trend. This is what Disney has come to represent, and it's destroying the Disney brand. Indiana Jones, everybody loved it. Movie bomb this summer. Everybody wanted to like it. I thought it was okay. But Kathleen Kennedy, who just got satirized in a big way by uh, the South Park crew, uh, really well done by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Uh, Indiana Jones bombs, loses Disney tons of movie money. The new Marvel movie bombs and is costing a ton of money. Uh, Pixar movie bombs. Star Wars now they're having to re- stop releasing new movies because they're all bombing. It's kind of a trend, right, Bob Iger? This is what happens when you allow the uh, the woke identity politics riddled agenda to take over not only uh, your company, but also the stories that you tell. It is indefensible. And if uh, Bob Iger actually cared about the legacy of Disney, he would try to address it. Joe Biden, I mean, I want to share this because I think we'll clip it and we'll uh, and, and you'll see the commentary. Yesterday, the Vegas Golden Knights, I believe that's the name of the uh, NHL team in Las Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights, I think that's their name. They won the uh, Stanley Cup. So they came to the White House to visit. Joe Biden comes out, you know, he gives them a, a commendation. They give him a jersey, whatever. And he starts rambling about how he doesn't want the Eagles to move to Las Vegas. And I don't even know what he's talking about. We'll share that clip if you haven't seen it in the shortened version of this. But somebody needs to follow. Is Joe Biden aware that Las Vegas already has an NFL team and it's the Vegas Raiders? Does he actually think that Las Vegas is going to steal the Philadelphia Eagles? It's just a really weird aside. And it's further evidence that even in things that have nothing to do with politics and that any idiot should be able to do? Like, you can hate me if you want. Do you think that I could show up at a podium and congratulate the Vegas Golden Knights on winning the NHL title without sounding like a total moron of deficient mental capacity? I think I could. Because now you're starting to see people out there like MSNBC came out and they said, no 45-year-old could do what Joe Biden does. I'm 44. I 100% could do Joe Biden's job. Joe Biden could not do my job. Joe, There's no teleprompter here. Joe Biden couldn't have sat down for a half hour and just did this show that I did. He couldn't do the three-hour radio show that I just did. He couldn't work at OutKick, right? We don't have a single job that he could do at OutKick. Just wouldn't happen. Um, so uh, this idea that they're trying to sell now, which is, oh, Joe Biden's spry and he's full of life and even though he's about to be 81 years old, he's super in with it. No, he's not, all right? Joe Biden couldn't run a gas station in your hometown. Joe Biden, probably whatever your job is, couldn't do it. Other than Walmart greeter, I'm not sure there's a job that Joe Biden could do in this country right now. And unfortunately, he's got the most important one. Uh, Finally, 
Trump said that people on the left who are trying to destroy this country are vermin. Basically, they're snakes. They're rats. I think it's accurate. The left in this country went after Trump and said, yet again, their old game plan, oh my goodness, look, Trump is Hitler. This doesn't work, all right? And I think the left is slowly having to come to this conclusion. Doesn't work because we saw what modern-day Hitler actually looks like. It's Hamas. It's people deciding to attack and kill Jews because they happen to be Jews. So all of a sudden screaming, oh my goodness, Trump is Hitler. We were just with him on Wednesday doing the show. And if you were there uh, listening or if you have heard that entire interview, I asked him directly. Donald Trump, one of his daughters, I think Ivanka, has converted to Judaism. And Donald Trump has several Jewish grandchildren. To my knowledge, Hitler did not have a Jewish daughter or Jewish grandchildren. Maybe I've missed it. Maybe I'm wrong. But the uh, audacity to decide that you are going to call Trump Hitler for something he said while not being willing or able to call out Hamas for what they actually did a.k.a. kill more Jews on one day than has occurred on any day since the Holocaust, I think points to how broken the narrative is that the left is trying to peddle about Trump. There are lots of things you can disagree with Trump about. Trying to get up in a fetal position and scream that he is Hitler really doesn't work when your own left-wing party has been unable and unwilling to completely condemn Hamas, and indeed, when many left-wingers in this country have actually made excuses for Hamas, I'm sorry, it doesn't work very well at all to claim that Trump is Hitler. It was always an absurd argument to make. It is indefensibly outrageous to make that argument right now while Israel is fighting for the soul of its nation and to overcome a thousand innocent victims of terror, the most outrageous attack upon Jews since the Holocaust. If you want to compare anyone to Hitler, it is Hamas and all of their apologists on the left in this country. They are the modern-day descendants of Adolf Hitler. Nothing that Trump has said or done is even remotely close to what they are saying and doing now. All right. Love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I'll be back with you tomorrow. This has been Outkick, the show.